Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Hey there, and welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Shauna Wankel, my partner in crime, chat shenanigator, and uh, pretty damn good writer. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a uh, interesting episode up for you tonight. I, this one's probably going to go in some weird directions, and we may not even really know where it's going to go tonight anyway, but uh, alternate universe in can. Connected Cosmos. I can't even say it right. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're trying to come up with a uh, with a topic to follow up a fantastic guest that we had with Dr. Heather Lynn. Um, I mean, we could have kept talking for a while, but this was, that was actually her third interview of the day because she just released her new book. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was actually just kind of recovering from bronchitis as well. So, you know, you know, big kudos for her for, you know, getting up and, and doing all that. So, um so what we're going to talk about and so um i thought we would just get really broad with it you know kind of keep on the same uh on the same tangent as going into um you know ancient history and you know the way things are viewed and the way things are connected like uh you know she brought up a very good example of how um you know, if you kind of peel back the layers of, you know, of different belief systems today where you can, you know, find that original uh, truth from way back in the day and how over the millennia, you know, cultures is kind of compounded on top of it. So that, that sort of stuff. Um, I also thought we would get into something like this. And there was a little preview of it a couple of times during the last episode because or during Edge of the Rabbit Hole because I kept hitting the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> And that's this thing. It's like, what is, what is this? It looks like a glowing spider web, which Shauna would not like if it w- there were glowing neon spiders on it. No. So uh, basically what this is, um, this is a an image based off of um, Chandra X, X-ray uh, telescope data. Um, it, it's a simulated... Uh, x-ray of our universe and how it's all connected so basically they use this telescope and some others to collect this x-ray data of the universe basically trying to find out where missing mass has gone because in their calculations of the universe you know in accounting for what they know of the heavens and the celestial bodies and all that right now um they can't account for where all the mass would have gone so they're trying to figure out where it went and so these are supposed to be like gases connecting all the different uh galaxies and what have you but basically um what it shows is our entire universe being connected which is really the point i don't want to get too scientific or technical or anything like that so yeah the idea that everything is connected within within the cosmos and so um you know, when we talk about these things, when we do like paranormal investigations and the the research that we do, you know, we, we talk about all these different connections, you know, can bring it back to you know, earth level, you know, instead of being all out there in the universe um, and how, you know, we're all connected through time. We're all connected 
to each other across maybe lifetimes. You know, I mean, we discovered that between ourselves and how there's another world out there that we can't normally see with our own eyes, but sometimes we're able to interact with. And so it's, it's all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> Shauna's like, what are, what are we getting into tonight? Where the hell is he going with this? I'm just curious if this is going to go down the path of does water have memory? Yes, actually, I have the note right there. <laughs> I have the, right, the no, water memories right there on the note. <laughs> I mean, she she thinks this is really weird, but no, I mean, seriously, I didn't expect to get into this right away, but you're amazing. <laughs> I'm tired. Think of what I could do if I was actually alert. Uh, so, um, oh, okay. Uh, Kenny Orton with a uh, with a comment down here. Um, Donna G wishing a smooth procedure tomorrow, speedy uh, healing and recovery. Awesome. Well, yes, have a great procedure. So yeah, water memory, or does water have memory, I guess is, is the question. So it, it's more of like a theoretical, if water were to have memory, um, you know, being connected over lifetimes. So think about this. Um, for, for one, all the water on our planet has come from off planet. Uh, when this world was being formed and it was getting hit with asteroids and meteorites and maybe other small planets and moons that once existed and all combined to form this, all that water came from off planet onto here. So it all existed somewhere else at some point in time. And we have this cycle of water over and over and over again. So basically the water that is in there that she's drinking now, the water that was made to, to or used to make this, sorry, um, has been elsewhere at other points in time. So it could be water that once rained on top of, uh, and I've done this before, on top of Cleopatra, or, you know, on the ancients, we're talking about ancient Samaria a, a lot tonight. They didn't get a whole lot of rain because it was kind of a desert out there, but, you know, they did get some. So, um, you know, it's the same, we could be drinking the same water right now that you know, George Washington did, you know, bring it back to the United States a little bit. Um, you know, and as it evaporates and goes up into the air and keeps moving around the, uh, the world. So imagine if water were to have some sort of memory that it hung on to and, you know, we could almost be influenced by that. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, think about it. Think about it, though. Think about it. Okay. If um, we were talking earlier tonight, okay, about transplants, right? And how you get a transplant, people have been known to actually have memories <laughs> Or, or it could even be as simple as a craving for a particular food that they never had before, but the donor originally loved that, that type of food. So you're seeing right in there, there's a type of you know, memory that's being retained within. There's a type of energy that's connected within that, re, that stays in there, that retains in that item that goes on to the next host, you know? We could take it back to haunted items, okay? So 
uh, a haunted item has a particular energy associated with it, or a haunted location has a particular energy associated with it. And we see that manifest again and again whenever we're there. Make a little more sense now? It made sense before. It made sense before. Yeah. How did it make sense before? It was fine before. It's just it's just funny to hear it that <laughs> It's just way. funny to hear. <laughs> it's just fine to hear it that way. Yeah, it was I totally comprehended it before. Okay. Tom McNicholas says I stopped drinking water when I was a kid when I found out it was recycled from our waste. That's why I don't drink the water out of the tap. Ah. <laughs> I mean seriously, um I really don't. I drink tap water. Where I will use it is like in making tea and so i will boil it mm -hmm. so therefore it kills anything but i will not drink it out of the tap i mean i would rather have filtered water um tap water has junk in it bottled water has like plastic you know and so i mean really well i'll use i'll use bottled water to make my coffee with you know, I figure it has at least less. It's been filtered um, additional times and what have you. I'm, I don't use like the Fiji water, which is a little, or like core or what have you, which is a little more expensive. Yeah, we're both hitting the microphones tonight. I don't know what's up with that. Um, Donna Gorton, no tap water unless from a well. Depends on the well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah, there's a lot of... from our well. I mean, the, yeah. No, 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 you would not want to touch the well over here. God, no. 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 That's all kind of foul, nasty, whatever. He doesn't... You don't even know yet. I don't even know yet. I've just heard the stories. All and, I know is if you turn on the other faucet, they, it has to be when it's not raining so you can hear the place out because it will just fill the house with... <laughs> Uh, well, let's just say if Zach were here, he'd be he'd be peddling our houses, possessed by some oh, yeah. evil, sulfuric, <laughs> gross-smelling something or other. Right. It's bad. It's bad. It is very bad. Um. Yeah, Donna. The only thing in your well water if Tessa was high in minerals. Well, that you have a good well. Then there are others that are not so. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, so I wasn't really looking to get into well water this evening, but um, yeah, but but if water had memory, the stories it could tell, so I was gonna go there, okay. <laughs> um, but these hauntings that we experience from. They're people from another place, another time, in a world we can't see, which sometimes we're able to interact with. Okay. Um, I've talked about stack time theory before, whether or not it's all happening at the same time. But even if it isn't, if we're getting like a window into that past, we're making that connection with that point in time, with, with that past. So I know you had like a lot of uh, connections with the goldenrod, um, Byron. So, uh, and now it's, it's like Molly at Mineral Springs. So you're making all these different connections into a world we can't normally see. So if you were to peel back those layers, you would 
and you could actually view it, you would then see an alternate world. Mm-hmm. You know, one that is not physically present with us today, but apparently is spiritually here. And so um, for people that are a little bit more sensitive, I mean, they talk about being able to see things with their mind's eye. You are more of an empath, so you feel it. So when you feel something like that, like Molly or Byron or Captain Minky, do you actually get a picture in your mind while you're also feeling that? Uh, with Byron, I did. Uh, with Vandalia, I did. Oh, Vandalia, yeah. Anytime I was talking to him, uh, I it felt like I went there. If I wasn't there, then everything else in my mind had been tuned out and that room was all I could see with him standing in it. So was he standing in it at that time? I was awake when it happened. Um, it wasn't like I was in bed at night, you know, half awake, half asleep, whatever. This was like during, during total waking hours. So, you know, did I go there? Did he come here and just, you know, project? You know, I, I have no idea. Um, but he was the only one where I really, really clearly saw the surroundings as well. And it looked exactly the same as when we saw it then, uh, and not fully furnished or it didn't look any different. So it would be nice if he would have shown me, you know, what it looked like before. But Well, that was going to be my next question. Did you get a glimpse of what it looked like before? No. 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 Anytime, and like with Byron and stuff like that, anytime I made that kind of connection at all, I always saw it just as however it was the last time I saw it. Okay, so I'm trying to find it, uh, Carrie. He's, he's got a comment in there about cravings. And Carrie d- did just recently have a transplant. Um, I'm not finding it. You want to paste it in there somewhere? Because I'm not seeing it as I scroll back. So, because um, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I've heard, and I know we're taking a step back. We're just talking about Byron, but um, I've I've read stories about people who have had transplants with actual memories, and that there was like a um, there was like a little girl's murder that was solved because her I forget which part of her body was was transplanted, which organ, but it ended up in another little girl. And she was having these visions of her murder and no idea where it came from until they traced everything back and there it was. So, um, but, um, yeah, for, you know, for like Byron, some people do see, um, you know, do end up seeing that layout. So it's interesting how, you know, you saw maybe like layer one like Byron. Maybe layer two would be Byron and a room, if you'd seen a room. Because I, like I said, I've, I've um, well, we've both heard all kinds of stories about people just suddenly seeing a whole scene. Um, I talk about Andrea Perrin's, you know, one all the time, but actually another one uh, in a Haunted Road media book, uh, Cat Gash, talks about being at an old mill in Ireland. 
where in her bedroom, like the entire wall just like transformed into like long ago and there was a guy up on there. <laughs> and so it was like the entire wall became like a whole scene, you know. So the layers are being peeled back to be able to see into a world that had been like hundreds of years ago. You know, and they had like a little bit of a conversation, which is, you know, really interesting. Um, so, um, Tom McNicholas, what about those who receive blood transfusions? Um, I haven't really heard about that so much with blood transfusions. Usually it's the organ, because I guess the, the, the DNA within the organ starts mixing with your DNA throughout the rest of your body. Um, blood is recycled and replenished um, over eh, not not too long of a period of time, but the organ stays within you. So, um, yeah. So you know, we're kind of jumping around a little bit back and forth here. Um, so why that would have kicked off for her while she was, I mean, basically it was like a bed and breakfast that she was at. Um, but somehow, some way, she got a connection to an earlier point in time. Um, you know, whether that may or may not be, especially a place like Ireland, whether or not it's along a ley line or some other, um, you know, uh, you know, site with energy associated associated to it like that. I mean, you're talking an old mill, so there would be water nearby. You know, and we've we've seen that, especially at the goldenrod, with the different um, phenomenon that we've seen along the water. You know, another type of connection for us. You know, whether or not those sparkles are fairies, I don't know. I don't know either. But that's where we started seeing them was in the goldenrod, which was along the water. Right. Yeah. Now they're everywhere. Now, yeah, now we're seeing the sparkles everywhere. <laughs> and I don't see, except for the one time on the boat where I saw two of them together, I've only always seen one at a time. Um. Okay, Carrie, you're saying you're, you posted again. We're not seeing it, so I don't know if it's too long and it's just not going through or what have you, but we're not seeing it. You're saying it posted again, not seeing it at all. Maybe he's having the same situation that I have. You have that from time to time where you try to type something in there and it just doesn't show up. And I hit enter. It's like, where'd you go? Yeah, where'd I'm it go? I'm talking about just like one single sentence, not like you get up to 200 characters or whatever. Yeah. It's just a single just sentence and just sentence gone, moment. lost to, where's that connection? Where, where did that go in the cosmos? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I am calling it the connected cosmos, at least for this episode, because everything does seem to be connected um, throughout history, throughout time. Um, our connection that we've had, which seems to span lifetimes. <laughs> There's that smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but you've been connected, um, it seems, to from this lifetime in it's not like you've gone overseas or anything, but to places like Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. 
In some lifetime I did, I feel, because I've always wanted to go there in this lifetime. I've always been drawn to it and fascinated by it. And then, you know, I feel like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, deja vu moments over there. Yeah, so we get, it'll be really interesting when we go over there to see how you interact with the landscape. For me, I think it'll be more Scotland than Ireland. Um, and maybe that's just because of my familial connection to there. You know, the, the ancestors that I had come over from Scotland. Um, so Kerry finally got it in there. All right. He says, one more try. I haven't experienced any unusual or unnecessary cravings since last fall, but I do have odd dreams that seem more like memories than dreams. Interesting. So, I mean, I mean, possible. I mean, we don't know for sure, but, you know, very possible. Um, you're putting some shamrocks down in there for you for Ireland. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting with you because, you know, you believe that you were a witch that was burned at the stake. Um, it's funny, both you and Vanessa have that same thing going on. You know, the belief in being a witch that was burned at the stake or drowned, which, you know, I guess there's that you and that water thing. <laughs> yeah, I can be near it, and I can get in a body of water, but I will freak out being out, you know, on a body of water. Like, it takes a minute, you know, to be like, okay, so the chances of something bad happening are small, so let's just suck it up and, you know, or just like going into the pool at Mineral Springs where there's no water. You know, when I get in there, I'm fine until I start getting down those last steps or start walking towards the deep end. I'm like, why am I being so anxious? There's not really any water in here. No, it's dry as a bone. Right. And then so then I wonder, you know, is it my own anxiety from my own fear of water, of drowning? Or am I someone to drown in there? Am I picking up on that? You know, it does. I I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) But it's always been that way from day one. What about when, like, the ferry going over to Campsville? I mean, you've taken that who knows how many times. Uh, The first few times that I can remember actually, like, paying attention and noticing it. Um, You know, I would always, you know, be fine. And once we get out over, I'm like, oh, my God, what happens if... And I'm always, like, looking to make sure I'm near the thing with the life jackets. And and, Where are the life jackets? Make sure. what happens if I really, you know, what happens if this thing... Well, where do I go? You know, what do I do? And, you know, and then I'm we're talking, like, out, like, over the middle of the channel, you know? It's just, like, you know, I always kind of, like, a little bit, you know, low-key anxious about it. But it's not bad enough that, you know, there are outward signs of it. Um, I do have a funny story, though, because um, a girl that I went to college with, she visited me for the first time, met my family and stuff like that, and rode the ferry for the first time. Had never ridden one before. Okay. And you know how whenever it breaks away? Yeah. And then it comes back. It's a little weird. Yeah. I thought that she was going to try to make a new, you know, opening in my car, you know, (laughs) to get out because she was like, oh, my God, we're all going to die, you know. She didn't know that it had to do that or else mm-hmm. it would have to like navigate backwards. You know, I tried right. to explain to her, no, no, it's supposed to do that, you know. And she's like, well, what happens if it comes or what happens if it becomes unattached? You know, have you ever thought about that? I was like, well, no, but now I am. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, thanks she, for freaking me out now. Yeah. You know, she, she was 
seriously freaked out by it and you know she could swim <laughs> yeah it's, it's know, not but, like a ferry that goes across one of the great lakes or something it's no. just a little <laughs> river ferry so yeah it, it <laughs> works a lot differently um so Murtaza Arif asks, so Mike, if transplants transport memories, do you think they are carried in the invisible mental energy chemicals or electrical energies within the organ or some other type of energy? Um, the, probably the DNA that's within there because that person's um, DNA is still within the organ. And so, you know, there's been some, we actually had an episode, um, was it last year? on um memories and dna i think we called it you know do you have your you know grandfather's memories or something like that right um so kind of the idea that you know your dna handed down over the years just you know through your own family um that you may actually be rem remembering things it's I mean, even some of your mannerisms you know how um you know, somebody will say, oh, he does that just like, you know, uncle or aunt so-and-so, you know, and that's because within the family you have, you know, some very, you know, similar DNA. So if that's true within your own family that you're carrying that down with a, with a transplanted item, well, somebody's code is going to be within that item. And so as that mixes with your own body, you might get some of that. That's kind of the idea. And so, which is really, really interesting. So, um, you know, if you look at, let's go back to the cosmos. Um, if you look at, you know, meteorites that hit the planet, you know, is there perhaps DNA that is carried in from one of those space objects when it hits the ground? And is that introducing different things to our planet we might see it as just a rock but there could be some dna encoded within that uh that space material that introduces something else into our biosphere here you know think about that <laughs> it's kind of stuff that keeps you up at night yeah yeah i mean it, it might not you know it might not be that the aliens are landing it could be that they're just getting shot in here on meteorites and over time are, <laughs> are just growing <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's something like out of a sci-fi film. But, you know, um, it makes you wonder, though, you know, how, you know, over the millions of years, how some of these different, you know, animals came into being. And there are some weird shit out there, you know, just on our own planet. I mean, you don't even have to go to, like, other planets and think about what, you know, the aliens look like. Look around on Earth. There's some really alien weird shit here. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. So even you know, it might even be your next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, whenever any of those things hit Earth, there's always that possibility that is going to bring in something exterior to here and over. I mean, it's going to take a long time. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Um, but that introduction of whatever may be on there could eventually evolve into some other form of life on here so or it may do something to transmute something that's already here so it's really interesting stuff and you know i think maybe the fact that our lives are so short we don't get that kind of perspective of you know how long these things really take you know i mean we're 
you know, we're worried today about, you know, we, we call it today climate change, where 15, 20 years ago, it was global warming. 20 years before that, we were worried about global cooling. You know, and I'm not kidding either. You're looking at some articles back in the 70s. They were actually talking about putting a black substance on the ice on the ice cap so that they could attract the sun's rays and warm up the earth which I, if they ever did that would have freaked everybody out <laughs> 20 years after that. <laughs> um, so our, our perspective is really kind of, you know, skewed because we're like trapped in the now um, rather than seeing the over, uh, you know, overarching uh, implications uh, or implications over hundreds or thousands or, you know, millions of years. So, um I don't even know where they got into this. Somebody's, uh, Carrie's saying vampires are real. Um, <laughs> I don't know where they got into vampires down there. Did we get into vampires? Maybe they're talking about blood and, and body parts and stuff down there. I don't know. <laughs> um, interesting where the chat goes. That was one thing we didn't get into with, um, with Dr. Heather was, uh, cause she does cover vampire graveyards in her book, Evil Archaeology. Well, so we have to have her back. We have to have her back, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, that was a really, uh, really interesting conversation. So, um, yeah, are vampires real? Did they glitter, Shauna? They better not. <laughs> you watch that stuff. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I did. You read a lot of vampire novels. I do. I like it. Okay, two questions then. What's your favorite and what do you think are close to the real thing? This is way off topic, but you know. Since you guys are chatting about it down there. I like I like uh, Anne Rice as an author when she writes about vampires. So Okay. Um you know, interview with the vampire is good. Um, Queen of the Damned is good, which actually follows. Or no, which one is it? Um, that's right. You like Queen of the Damned. That's, that's the Anne Rice stuff. Yeah, Queen of the Damned. Man, that movie's good. I like it. Um, but the vampire Lestat, I you think just it like is. You like the music in it. It's a great soundtrack. Is it? There's. Not? I'll admit, there's a lot of good. I, I wasn't oh impressed God, with yeah. the movie itself, but the oh, music was, in it was was really good. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't read that particular book. Actually, I, I hope that the storyline in the book is better than the storyline in the movie. The storyline in the book gets more into the history of how it all happened. Okay, good. It's good. You would like the book better than the movie, obviously. Then the book, The Vampire Lestat, is actually more falls closer to the movie. The one that I liked, and so I've, I've read various ones, not all of them, not in order or anything. It was Blackwood Farm, where really weird stuff. So the um the guy the main character i forget his name but he had a twin that died at birth but his twin remained a ghost there along with him and then when he became a vampire his ghost twin that hung out with him his entire life they had a connection we're talking connections here we go universal connections here they still had a connection in which he ended up becoming a vampire too as a ghost so he was a ghost vampire. So then, as a ghost, 
So he, he, he ended up going and seeking out Lestat to try to figure out how, how to fix this problem. Right. I was going to say, so, you know, as a goat, he's not able to physically take in blood like a. No, it was different, but he was basically, he was, he was basic. I'm trying to remember. He was, um, I mean, he was hurting and harming and doing all kinds of, you know, crazy shit to people. Probably if I recall, even trying to satisfy that vampire crave, but couldn't satisfy it because he was a ghost. Right. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I think Candy's scolding me here. She says, I say, if you like a movie, you like it, enjoy it. That's what they are meant for. No judgment. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. She can like whatever that's she right. wants. It doesn't mean I have to, <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was okay. I liked the music in it. Oh yeah. God, you know, the music was great. Stuart Townsend was a really good vampire. Yeah. I mean, I, I well, and I guess, you know, I, I really, really, I could say I love the movie Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, that's I, that, That's like a classic. So, you know, it's trying to compare the two. They're two very, very different movies. So. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, you know, quite a few vampire movies in my time. Um, I was like, all I watch here for a minute, just every vampire movie I get, including, what was it? Um, Chip Terry knows what I'm talking about. Says Blackwood Farm was a fantastic good read. Yep. Yeah, I need to read that. Like, I know of its existence, but yeah. I just not Oh, read it, it was like 15 years ago or something but that I read it. I have time Queen ago. of the Damned somewhere in the book, and you should definitely read it. You would really, really like it. You know, they, there was hardly anything similar in the actual movie there was a lot of it that they left out mm -hmm. a lot of the history they left out uh, there was like some little blurbs here and there in the movie but like the really main it tells you know how um Marit and Akash how everybody became what they were where they all started and stuff like that how they came to be and uh it was pretty interesting so yeah and Carrie saying Blackwood Farm was a bit longer than it needed to be. Yeah, it was a long book. <laughs> it really was. But uh, I still thought it was good. I mean, because, yeah, I, I mean, if you think about most of the book is him telling the story to Lestat over like a few hours time. Okay. And I, I listened to it on audio is what I did because I was driving. I was working at the library, driving back and forth to work and I mean it was like weeks <laughs> to listen to that it's like they did not have a, a, a three or four hour conversation or whatever it was because this just took 12 hours to listen to <laughs> you know so um say Donald Gordon's post Robert said he brought up vampires as there's a deer population there with vampire style teeth interesting interesting so there's some sort of weird transmutation there or hmm. metamorph or not metamorphosis but whatever um so i'm trying to find greg rinkin's post um yeah there it is uh yeah in the 70s scientific american and life magazine had issues about the coming ice age um see this is another note i have down here too not necessarily about the ice age but where we're going to go with that um so yeah the coming ice age um you better believe there's going to be another ice age. <laughs> I mean, and I hate our winters right now as it is. They last long enough. Yeah. Got tired of them. But there is going to be one. There's like almost no doubt about that. Um, you know, as I mean, all the different warming trends, they've happened before. 
You know, that's, I mean, that's how, like, the Farmer's Almanac works. You know, it's it's pretty accurate. It's not 100%. Nothing is 100%. But it's pretty darn accurate, and that's how, you know, farmers are able to get a decent idea of, you know, okay, what's going to happen this year when we plant the crops, and what can I expect from one season to the next, or one month to the next, or what have you, to prepare for that. Um, and so you look at the bigger scope, um, in you know, weather, I mean, it could be a, a global cataclysm that puts us into another ice age. That's definitely happened before. Um, or we gradually get there over time. It will happen. There will be another ice age. Um, and so we need to, we need to be prepared for that. I mean, it's might not happen in our lifetime or children's lifetime or grandchildren. It might not be for thousands of years, you know, down the road, but at some point, it will happen. You know, the earth is not going to, it's funny because we we're talking earlier about how we have that like short perspective. We want everything to stay exactly as it was right or exactly as it is right now. But even if you just go back into our more recent history, it's not the same. You know, there's, you, know, you go into the, out into the Middle East and you'll find fishing villages you know, out, out in the middle of the desert. And it's like, what the hell is a fishing vi- village doing here? And if you go back through the history, well, you know, there was an earthquake over here that shifted a few things and the waters receded and the town dried up. Everybody abandoned it. But, you know, you know, the archaeologists dig it up and find out, oh, what? Fishing village. You know, so stuff like that happens. Just even in our own country, you look at the original Jamestown settlement. It's out in the water. You know, so, and that's, you know, a couple hundred years. (laughs) So, yeah, things move. It's not going to stay exactly, you know, the way we have it right now. You know, and those are just small. You know, you've expanded out even longer and longer periods of time, and those those things drastically change. You know, you look at, um, okay, when we did have the, you know, those ice ages, well, um, there were humans that lived during those times. The waters were not as prevalent because they were basically up in, in the ice caps and everything. And so there are, um, you know, there were many more square miles of land that were exposed at, during those points in time. And so people lived near the water <laughs> back then too. It's not like it's not like back then they were like, well. You know, at some point in time, those ice caps up there are going to melt. And it's all going to flood down here. And, you know, that 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 village we want to put on the water, you know, on the on the beach over here is going to get, you know, covered up. So we, we need to make our village back there. I don't know if they went and they built next to the water. And eventually when that stuff melted. So we have like who knows how many cities, towns, villages, whatever out in our oceans. Mm-hmm. Stuff changes. So, um Donna says, I think it's a natural cycle to have ice ages, but we've definitely sped up the progression. I mean, to a degree. I mean, you know, humans have a uh, an involvement there for sure. Um, the The biggest factor in any of it is the sun. Um, you know, with <laughs> with or without that, so goes our, our earth. <laughs> so that's the biggest impact. I mean, humans are definitely having uh, an effect on all that now. So, um, um, 
let's see. You're still going on about vampires down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tammy Heisman says, Farmer's Almanac picked my wedding day in late September of 2001 perfectly. Yep. And Murtaza Arif, thanks, Mike. Yes, I guess at some level we are all stardust. That is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. We are all stardust. Yep. Yeah, everything from the, the the creation of our solar system it all came from that sun out there when when the solar system was being formed and everything spinning around and around all that cosmic dust and everything is that's when it was all formed <laughs> so yeah yeah we're all stardust yep we all came from there and we'll all ever go back yep so and that's the thing that i have down there off planet you've heard me talk about this one before <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> off planet yeah so you know, we are all from you know, I would say at least our current star now I mean there's going to be some there's going to be some people that have theories out there who knows you know that there was some alien civilization that came here settled and we all you know forgot who they were and they became the gods and you know we kind of touched on that a little bit with you know edge of the rabbit hole with uh, with Dr. Heather Lynn and the Anunnaki and all that stuff and no idea. Um, there's even some I- ideas out there that, um, you know, that asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter had once been a planet with life and, you know, they they went to war against each other, destroyed their planet. There's even the ideas about, you know, Mars, you know, having been inhabited and either one or both of them seeded Earth. We don't know. Um, or maybe somebody from another galaxy or whatever. We don't know. But, you know, all the... You look around, your your land, your objects that everything's made of here, um, the uh, the plant life, what have you, it's, it's all from here, all from this solar system. Um, eventually, that sun is going to take that away. You know, it is going to... It's going to be billions of years from now, I know, <laughs> but it will happen. We'll probably have an overpopulation problem before then, not to try to go into the overpopulation fear-mongering thing, but that will happen at some point too. So at some point, unless we want to try to reduce population, um, or we want to try to wait out the billion years or whatever it's going to be. You know, we'll have to do something about it. And so um, it means at some point getting off the planet. And I think this came up, I think came up during our UFO episode. And um, I think it was Betty Lange that asked about, you know, like the Space Force or whatever. I think we went into this, we dove down that rabbit hole in that conversation. And so, you know, and I was fine with that because I, I believe at some point we really need to become a bit more serious about you know being a spacefaring society and colonizing somewhere otherwise you know we're going to get trapped inside of this bubble here and and then the purge is going to become a thing the purge will become a thing because we'll have to get rid of people (laughs) i'm going to be a part of that movement if it happens (laughs) you have some people to purge i do okay (laughs) um 
Candy Orton says, uh, my question, how many vegetarians are pumping gas into their cars? Think about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. Vegeta vegetarians pumping fossil fuel into their car. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you could still be vegetarian and do that. It would be vegans who shouldn't do that. Right. But who they should complain to are... I would say the uh, the oil companies in the auto industry because they are basically controlling our energy and transportation right now. You know, it's it's uh, it's a hundred year old technology. Think about all the other technology that has advanced over the last hundred years. I mean, do you think? It's in my pocket. Do you think Alexander Graham Bell had any idea about this? <laughs> <laughs> or Thomas Edison, or uh, maybe Nikola Tesla did. <laughs> He'd probably be the one that had that idea. Um, but I mean, I mean just the whole way that we're doing this now. You know, this this camera. We didn't have cameras like that. Hundred. I mean, we had cameras, but not like that. A hundred years ago, um, these lights like this. Now, these particular lights are based off of Nikola Tesla technology, um, but not set up like this not anyway not the way they're fed in here um this soundboard no um these microphones certainly not like this um definitely not the computer you know the internet no um you know so much more even the, even the way we we do this this backdrop the, the the way the printing is done here or you know look at you know ichabod cranium here this plastic no not a thing um you know there was rubber so um, but not the way we did like this type of foam here. No, um, probably the only thing here would probably be the crystal <laughs> and the candle. So, yeah, look at all the way technology has evolved over the last hundred years and then take a look at your car, the same hundred year old technology. Now, if there's something different that they could be doing and there's no motivation for them to do so. I mean, it's it's the same thing Tesla ran into with J.P. Morgan. Once J.P. Morgan found out that Tesla was talking about free energy for all, he pulled out. He's like, I can't make any money with that. I don't care if it benefits humanity. I'm out. And so the same thing with, I mean, they, there's no interest for them to get off of um, fossil fuels like that because that's where they make their money. You know, unless you can come up with another technology that's a clean energy that makes them that kind of money, you're not going to get off of it. So, um, <laughs> like this, Kathy Siliento, we need to go back to taking care of ourselves, growing our own food that is not Monsanto treated. Right on. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I used to work for those people. You got to tell them about your... Your burn. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't last too long afterwards. And actually during my interview, it was really funny because um, one of my questions was, I mean, I knew I was going to get the job because let's face it, they'll take just about whoever they can get. Um, and, you know, it was $10 an hour of time. I couldn't pass it up. And I'm like, are you guys ever worried that someone's going to Hold that thought for just a second. Okay. Because yeah. I, I, I have to address something. Ren Oak. Um, I'm not saying that the technology in cars has an advance, but that's that technology in the cars is a computer. That's different. I'm talking about what's under the hood, the engine. So that's 
basically the same thing over the last hundred years. Some minor tweaks here and there, you know, you got a V8 now, you didn't have a V8 a hundred years ago, but that same type of technology with a gas powered engine has not changed. The computer stuff, that's a whole different technology that they've just added onto it, but it hasn't changed what's actually under the hood. And that's what we're talking about. about Go ahead. Cars. <clears throat> okay. Well, they can only do so much electric cars. People are trying to go to that, but that's just basically putting out of sight, out of mind what's actually going on. There's still like power at the power plant that's going into there. It's the same thing. It's just instead of being at the car, it's at the power plant. Right. So go ahead. But what you're saying about Monsanto. Oh yeah. All right. Anyway, so probably not the most wonderful question to ask an interview, but I was like, are you guys ever afraid that someone's going to bomb your facility? There's all these, you know, people, you know, anti Monsanto people, you know, I, I'm one of them. I mean, and you know, I took, you do what you have to do to make money. You know, it is what it is. So, and I knew it was going to be a temporary position, but, um, and so you always, no matter, even if you were out in the field or if you were inside running the machines or whatever you were doing, you had to wear, you know, long sleeves and you had to wear gloves. Well, um, I was one of the, the people that they, you know, let, you know, use the new, uh, robot style deals, whatever they happened. And, uh, I was wearing gloves and I was wearing long sleeves and it was, it was hot, you know? So just, you know, for a little bit, you know, I'm sitting here just in my clothes and some of my, um, glove was back and some of my shirt was up. So I had a little bit of skin exposed and then my skin came into contact with some of those seeds. <laughs> so, uh, and then I got on my skin and I mean, it burned. Okay. And I immediately, I'm like, oh, you know, and some, they were like dragging me over the sinks to get, you know, water and get, you know, something on there. And I had to put some stuff on there and, um, sit it out for a little bit. But, you know, meanwhile, in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, if it's doing that to my skin, what is it doing to my stomach and my internal organs? And no wonder people have cancer everywhere. It's because it's in the food that we eat, you know, and it's people like Monsanto that are maybe maybe it's this giant conspiracy maybe they <laughs> you know that's how they're gonna thin the herd you know so yeah we totally need to break away from having you know government controlled you know stuff like that monsanto who's buying everybody you know monsanto taking over like Bayer and monsanto taking over this and that and the I think other they figured and, out that there's like only 17 countries that actually run the world or 17 companies actually run the world that you know how everything's actually owned they and i think that was the number but yeah it's very few yeah i mean there's some you know grocery but, chains that that refuse or that they're like whole foods or organic and they refuse to have anything that has any of the the carcinogens in it and and stuff like that and and unfortunately you know for some of us who live out here in the middle of nowhere uh, it takes a minute to get to places like that, you know? Um. Yeah, I mean, to me, what's really wild is just that how that burned you like that. Like, yeah. boom, like that. Like, it didn't and take long. that is something that we are, I mean, it's on the seed, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's going into the ground. And so that chemical 
is therefore in the ground and therefore getting up into the crop. And yeah, I mean, for damn sure, whatever is there in the ground is going to go in the crop. Um, I had the unfortunate one time incident one time of eating raspberries that were laced with oil and you can blame my father because he was he was taking um motor oil from when he would change the oil from our cars and basically just dumping it behind the shed and well there were some raspberry bushes that were growing up back there like oh raspberries and they tasted like oil so there whatever the hell just burned you is going into that food yeah these were like all different color pink purple like neon green looking colored seeds and stuff like that and uh i'm like wow these are some you know so in the back of my mind i'm like wow those are some pretty colored seeds now and definitely not natural (laughs) no but you know like when they have um like in the store where they'll sell apples that taste like grapes they have the same consistency oh yeah yeah, grapes, yeah you know and Weird. you know when i see it pop up i want to eat it you know and you gotta eat it to try it but you know that's not a naturally occurring no. thing that's a genetically modified food and it's just all so bad so if you can you know if you can grow your own do it you know don't or go to aldi's or go to like whole foods or something like that where you know everything you know and they'll Unless they're lying, you know, they'll say. You I mean, know, anybody can say anything. Anybody can say anything. We don't allow this. We don't use that. We don't allow this kind of stuff to, you know, be in here. I mean, I guess so. I would like to think that if if they say this is organic or this is all natural, it was grown here or whatever, I'd like to think that they're telling the truth. I suppose you yeah. don't know for sure unless you've stepped through the entire process. Right. Um. So Donna saying, I saw a documentary recently comparing Eastern versus Western medicine, and they postulate it's possible that all these carcinogens and chemicals, et cetera, and what we eat is in cahoots, or is it in cahoots with the government to keep big? Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, of course they're in cahoots together. I mean, par- farmers are paid uh, subsidiaries to not grow certain crops. So it's, it's, all, it's all controlled um, as far as the stuff um with like Monsanto and in other um what are they GMOs genetically modified mm-hmm. um <clears throat> the idea i mean th- there is a problem it goes it goes back to overpopulation um you know there is a problem with the reduced farmland that as our cities and towns spread out that we are losing farmland um but we're getting more people, so less area to grow food while we're gaining more people. So um, a, a lot of these GMOs, what they're trying to do is be able to engineer the plants in order to grow more things, bigger things in a smaller space. And so they're really having to do some crazy shit to our food in order to do that. Um, People get cancer from this stuff. I mean, straight up, they do. Other people don't. And the conspiracy theorists, you know, will say, and I almost, I think I kind of agree with them, is that the overarching um, long-term idea is that, well, that's a short, that's a short-term loss for a long-term problem. 
And so over the course of time, humans will learn to deal with those chemicals and will evolve and be able to ingest it over time. But some of them are going to die right now. So, yeah, which is sad. And it will continue to be a pressing problem as we continue to grow. And we will grow exponentially uh, here. I mean, you know, we have, what, seven and a half billion people in the world now um, closing in on eight. And over the next 20 years, it's going to blow up even more. So it'll become an issue. Um, so let's see what else you guys have down here. Oh, that's cool. Chipotere says, I used to have a large avocado tree at my old house. Lemon and fig tree, too. Cool. Cool. <laughs> and the haggling, you mean Twinkies and corn dogs aren't, aren't healthy? Mm -hmm. They might be more healthy than some other things at this point. <laughs> I don't right. know. Um, but no, of course not. Um, yeah, and, and Carrie Parrish says, think about it. I rarely ever drink a drop of alcohol, and I wound up with liver failure. So severe, it required a transplant. Yeah. It's in the food you eat. It's in the food. Yep. I mean, if you're, you may not drink alcohol, but did you drink a lot of soda and coffee drinks and all that good stuff? It tastes good, but it is bad, bad, bad for your. Well, you know, I got off. Yeah, I mean, I like I got off the Starbucks and stuff like that a while back. Um, because, yeah, you start looking at what's actually in there and it's like, oh, this is not good. Because I started having um, liver issues as well. And so immediately it was like, okay, you know, get off all that type of stuff. I wasn't drinking soda. Well, that's not true. I was still, I was having the diet. I was still having some diet sodas back then. And I was having that's the, even worse for I was having, the I was, other. I was, yeah. Well, I didn't want the sugar. So but I was, I was getting the sugar in the uh, Starbucks coffees. Right, but the artificial sweeteners. Yeah, the artificial sweetener you. is supposed to be really bad. That's so, even worse. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, the artificial sweetener, um, the, all the sugar and everything that was in the Starbucks drinks. Um, and I also got off of fried foods at that time. So it was like all this stuff. Um, and your numbers got better. Your numbers got better, yeah. So you just have to eat and drink better. Yep. You know, in other words, everything that tastes good, just stop eating that. Yeah, I can't have anything that tastes good. Man, what's Drink up with water, that? Filtered water, well water, whatever. You know, eat whole foods, eat organic. <laughs> everything that's not everything that's not fun. Well, I mean, I like all that stuff though. Or you could just not eat. I do that. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, Kathy said, microscience is really developing many, many ways to grow healthy veggies and fruits. So unless the chemical kills off the livestock, we should be fine with food. I mean. I mean, I guess we'll we'll see, you know, what happens there because, like, with your experience, that's definitely not good. No, it didn't take me long to uh, find to actively seek, you know, something else after that. Yeah, yeah so I'm like, then, oh my god, I'm helping, I'm assisting and killing people by the thousands, by the millions, you know. Um, it was just, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> they're, they're talking about how you know bad uh soda is for you which it really is i mean you talk to anybody it's like oh yeah i stopped drinking soda especially the especially the the sodas that have sugar and they just like immediately drop 15 pounds right. 
but um, Kathy Salienta, it was better when Coca-Cola used cocaine when they first came out with it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was healthier. So crazy how that stuff is. Um, all right. So, well, we are about at our hour mark. This kind of went off on an interesting tangent. I knew it would. I, I, I knew once we got going in this, it was going to go into some, you know, really weird different directions. But, um, you know, it, it's it's basically all a part, you know, whether it's paranormal, supernatural, or even, you know, our current physical lives now, it's all, it's all connected. So, I mean, you, know, you even look at you know, past physical lives, we're still dealing with those things now. Those could be our, you know, ghost selves that we're dealing with. <laughs> so, all right. Let's see. Um, Carrie Parrish, I never drank too much soda, but I did get addicted to Diet Mountain Dew once. And that's what I used to... Oh, that, God. I mean, it was, it was Pepsi when I was younger, and then, as an adult, it was Diet Mountain Dew, which so wasn't not good, especially just Mountain being Dew, well, Diet Mountain Dew. Being in the IT, yeah, and being in the IT industry, it's like they all drink Mountain Dew, and it was like, well, I don't want all that sugar. Well, it did, and I it's drink that diet. radioactive yeah. color for a reason. There's no. stuff in there causing that. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Energy drinks are bad too. <laughs> um. Donna saying we actually didn't discuss the actual topic much at all. <laughs> we did a little bit off and on. We try to a weave. Bit. We try to weave it in and out, in and out. I mean, when we were talking about you know the the universe and stuff happening on Earth and asteroids coming down and I mean, all of that was that stuff. So um, Tammy Heights been saying I love these discussions. Mike and Sean, I should have random discussions more often. It was pretty random. It was pretty random. Yeah, so, so we should have a show just entitled Free For All. Yeah, what do you guys free, want to talk ran, about today? Random shit day. Random shit. So, well, I used to have this. I've talked before about um, how I had two really good history teachers um, during high school. And I think history teachers should be really good storytellers. The one I had my freshman year of high school, I mean, he was definitely a storyteller because there were days that we'd get halfway through the class and he just spent like the whole first half of the class telling stories about, you know, you know, a, a trip to this place you went to or that place. And it was all you know, related to uh, the subject that we were covering. And we ended up calling them McDonald's days because it'd get to that point and he'd be like, I don't know if I should continue. We need to get to the material. We'd be like, Oh no, no, let's go ahead. It's okay to have a McDonald's day. <laughs> and he'd just kick back and keep telling stories. But we actually learned a lot from that, even though it was just him, you know, talking and, and telling all these stories. It's kind of like we learned more from the storytelling than we did just names, dates, da, da, da. Yeah, because you know. your mind is in pay attention mode because yeah. you were, you know, focused on it. So when you start throwing stuff in there that, you know, you're going to need for the test or for the course or whatever, then it's, you know, getting absorbed in there with the other stuff, I think. Yep. All right, so let's get to the shout-outs. All right, because I know we didn't do them on the edge of the rabbit hole. So I did see that we had some new subscribers popping up. Yeah. Saw a few of them. We did. 
I didn't realize that those notifications popped up. It must be a new feature of mine. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't see before. that. I, I mean, I saw new, new names, but, um, okay. So Donna Gorton, thank you for Cheshire catting the chat. Absolutely appreciate that. We also had Candy Orton in the house, Carrie Parrish. Thank you very much. Kathy Siliento. Thank you for your comments. Chipper Terry. Thank you as well. Dustin Samario. Uh, one of our deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons. So deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons. I got a list now. I'm gonna yeah. have to start writing this down. Um, so we got Tom McNicholas, B3 Airspace, Zippy Davis, BD Flint, Pamela Queen, uh, Joe Chandler, Andrew Cox, Dustin Samario. Um, we have the new one, David. 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 Uh, how do you say his last name? Why Seal? How do you say your name, David? <laughs> yeah. So we've got quite a few now. I'm going to have to write it down because it's, it's getting long. Yeah. And usually I just go from the top of my head. But thank you guys all very, very much. Appreciate that. Okay. So um, then we had uh, Greg Rinkins in the house. Uh, Katie Palmer, thank you very much. Little Dorit Lisa, thanks for joining us again. Luli Tooby, thank you as well. Robert Hanna, thank you very much. Tammy Heitzman, thank you. The Haglin, and there's Tom McNicholas. Very How about cool. Adam Tillery? Uh, Adam Tillery was lurking. Uh, he stopped. Lurk. He stopped in one point in time. Threw some eyes up there on the screen. That's gonna. That'll yeah. be a cool shirt. See, April M. Wimigwans. Lurker's gonna lurk. Lurker's gonna lurk. That's right. Um, Nichelle Thompson. Thank you, Nichelle. Good to oh, see you. Rika. I don't know. She went to bed. Rika Yamazaki. Yeah. Was in the first show. I yeah. saw that and I said hi. Like right at the last minute, probably didn't see me at the end, but. Um, just scrolling up to see if there's anybody that may have been missed and not really see anybody else so we'll go ahead and wrap it up all right everybody yes have a great night thanks for hanging oh there's eq eq all right <clears throat> thanks for hanging out with us tonight absolutely appreciate that um next I'm, i can't remember off the top of my head who we have next week <laughs> i don't know I'm trying to think. Who do we have next week? I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking about who we have coming up. I know Paranormal Quest is coming up one of these days. Um, Freddie Silva's coming up. I'm a little excited. No, I'm really for looking that forward one, to Freddie yeah. Silva. So if you if you liked um, uh, if you liked Heather Lynn, you'll really like Freddie Silva. Freddie's going to yeah. go more into like um, ley lines, ancient sites of power, standing stones, stuff like that. So that'll be really interesting. So he's coming up uh, later this month. Oh, um, Christopher Peters is coming back. Um, yeah, so we've, we've got a pretty good lineup. Chuck Banks is going to be coming on in, in May. or is, No, right? Try to think. <laughs> he's either like at the very beginning of May or very end of April. I forget, but we're going to discuss his new book that um. just came out today. Chuck Banks released his book today, um, uh, Midwest Paranormal Road Trip with Hunter Road Media. And at some point, we're going to be down in the original Springs area. Yeah, that's a, a that's a May episode. Yeah. That'll be in May. We'll, we'll be down. That is the uh, the Tuesday right before the Hot uh, Road Media Paracon. We will be going live from down in the Mineral Spring. First time ever. Yep. Anybody. Yep. Yeah. So we'll be looking forward to that. All right. So that'll do it, everybody. Have a great night. Till next time.